0: going to talk to us about you know uh, a healthy soul a healthy soul let's read these first beloved I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers you see the connections now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, everybody say soul, soul, soul. and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. For what, is it a pro- For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? And what will a man give? In exchange for his soul, there is one who scatters yet increases more. There is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. The generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will also be watered himself. Thank you for that reading of God's word. The soul is complicated. The soul is not one-dimensional. The soul is, as we know it in just regular terms, the mind, the will, and the emotions. But how many know there's a whole lot connected to those three parts? But there's also a connection <clears throat> to the soul that we don't include in that, but it is the body. The body. Yeah. That, 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 that tent, it's that... It's that vehicle. It's the expression. It's the it's the, the 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 center of so much of our thought processes and and you know in what we what we do. The soul is where you encounter the world. It's how you take what's there in the world and you process in thinking. It affects your feelings, your decisions. It's there you form memories. There the will finds its own personal expression. The soul. The soul's health is one of the greatest blessings of life that we can pray for. The soul is capable of making improvements. Because you see, since the day of Adam and Eve, there was a mark and a blemish that was left on our soul that has a defective element to it. Though our spirit has been born again, and, uh, and, and God is in the process of restoring our souls by the redemptive work of Jesus, Jesus Christ. That soul that can be formed by Christ within us It can be quickened with him. It can be made conformable to Jesus. It's a place of renewal by the Holy Spirit. In that process of bringing health to it, it it affects our affections so that our affections are on the right objects or the right things. It's when our passions come under the right government, the government of, of God. When you have some reflections about the soul, the soul is housed in a tent. It's important this morning that you understand the soul and the body. The Bible says, according to Second Corinthians five four, that the soul actually can become naked without the body. It says in Second Corinthians chapter five, verse one, that the soul awaits an eternal body. That dimension. I was trying to discover and see some of the depth of it. And, well, I'll tell you, you can get in so deep you can't get out. (laughs) If you start listening to all the, you know, psychics. But the soul really does elude definition. It's your inside life it's it's that inner man that's projected through your outer man the body and the soul is like a marriage it's only separated at death at death it is separated this Body goes to the dust and the soul goes back to God who made it. The soul is a creation of God. God breathed into them and he became a living soul. the connection between the soul and the body and the heart is you know is so close that we ourselves can't really find the difference and so when the scripture speaks about sometimes it'll use heart sometimes it'll use soul sometimes it'll use life but there's such a unique connection between it that you know when you talk of one, you talk of the other. When you talk of the other, you talk of the one. Jesus outlined in his great commandments how important, excuse me, how important the soul was when he said, You shall love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy soul, What's the difference between the heart and the soul in that reference? A a heart, you know, oftentimes in the Scripture, is your affections. The soul is your devotion. Your devotion. And that's why it's so connected to the body. Because the soul... It's a vehicle of devotion. It's a vehicle of devotion. So it was created by God, and it has a purpose. And the purpose of our soul is to love God. First and foremost, amen? Amen? Hallelujah. He says this is the first commandment. So, what is he saying when he says, Love him with your soul? He's saying, Love the Lord with your life. With your life. Because, you see, the soul is a river of life. Is your river of life. It's the capacity that you have went ahead and and, and allowed to be, you know, uh, concerning God and the things of God. In our scripture that we read, it also symbolizes success. And it says that the health of the soul is vital to your river of life. It's vital to our living for God and living in general. sustaining sustaining a healthy soul to sustain a healthy soul you have to have boundaries it wasn't the garden that they broke the boundaries And when they broke the boundaries, they broke relationship. When they broke the boundaries, then unhealthiness began to affect their soul. The day that you eat it, you shall surely die. Yes. See, every relationship, every relationship must have boundaries for it to be healthy. Your marriage has to have boundaries. Your relationship to the world that you live in has to have boundaries. You even got to have boundaries with Uncle Sam. If you don't want him knocking on your door. Very practical. But boundaries protect us from unwanted stuff that damage the soul. Boundaries Protect the holy work of God of what's going on and what's already taken place. Boundaries for the soul protect your spiritual life. He wants to heal our soul, he says. So if he wants to heal it, then there must, or there must be, or can be, a reason for it needs healing. And we'll get into the health part of it, all right? But you've got to see the that 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 in order to have a, a healthy soul, because God created it, you must be in sync with God. That's why when he starts out with, you know, the process is, you know, is your relationship with God is premium. Do you know that the relationship with God is even more premium than your work for God? It is. Now, I think they should really run together, but... (laughs) <clears throat> they indeed are, are not the soul uh, n- uh, are, are not the same if you want to read a book about the soul read psalms psalms basically in its entirety is a book about the soul yeah. the soul Psalms 23 one that you're familiar with and you know so well it's really a book about the soul your soul is important and your body's important to the soul just as your soul is important to the body right? Yeah. may you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers the soul can be in such a healthy state that God is pleased with it you can actually please God with the state of your soul Behold my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved whom my soul is well pleased. Hallelujah. It says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38, it says, The just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. It says that if a man gains the whole world but loses his soul, what profit is there to that? Now, I do not believe that he's saying that that's going to hell. I believe he's saying your soul gets messed up. That's a battle that rages among the mind, the will, the emotions, and the spirit of God. It's just a disarray. When Jesus talks about the peace of God can reign in your heart and reign in your life, you you won't get peace because peace reigns in the soul. Jesus himself heard from the Father. This is my beloved Son at whom I am well pleased. I don't think it was just merely an inner thing. I think it was an outer thing. I think it was the, the, the unity and the harmony of the Spirit of God, the soul of man, and the body of Jesus Christ. the soul. The soul at times needs a janitor. It needs a janitor. It needs a janitor that begins to go around and pick things up. Set it in order. Correct it. That janitor that cleans away things that collect in sins that have been committed. How many know that you commit sin? Okay. <laughs> See, you need a janitor for that. Holy Spirit's pretty good at it. But at the same time, you can ignore the Holy Spirit long enough so that his voice gets less and less effective in that area. I'm so glad for the Holy Spirit as a janitor. According to Paul in 1 in uh, Thessalonians 5 there, he said the soul needs to be sanctified. Sanctified needs to be set apart. It needs to be set in the right direction. The soul can be hopeless, helpless, it can dive into uncommon depression and discouragement. And I use the word uncommon because I think that life, you know what I mean, you deal with those soul things. And you bring boundaries or borders so that they don't become like death sentence to your, the health of your soul. when resentment or anger or guilt or shame, or being overly negative, and of course, yes, addictive. That's not healthy for the soul. we to guard the soul. When you guard the soul, you guard your spiritual life. One of the ways that you clean your soul, of course we know, is that you confess. Confess your sins, confess your faults. It says that, that, that you do that, then you get healed. You actually get healed. I... I contend that repentance, which is confession, is is one of the kingdom's most powerful keys. We start with it, you know, we live by it, hallelujah, and we'll end up with the blessing and benefit of having done it. Healthy soul. The word is one of the great janitors when it comes to how's my soul doing what's the right boundaries for my soul what's the right action for my soul what's the right thinking for my soul what's the right attitude what should I do in a given situation word David said that he hid it there he didn't hide it there so that it couldn't be found you know but so that it was a a a monitor for him which James picks up and says that the word is a mirror says you look into it you know and you you get to see yourself anybody ever done that yeah. huh and in and, and how did you walk away did you forget it or did you do something about it mm-hmm yeah the word is you know <laughs> it's health the word is health to to uh, our soul the soul cannot be left to its own appetites. When the soul is left to its own appetite without the light of the word, it becomes a dark place. A dark place. That word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. I'm not talking about our Direct born again experience, but I'm talking about the life of our soul, the life of our body. The soul cannot be divided, the soul has to have a loyalty. soul or a house basically there again is that word house but it has to do with the soul and the body divided against itself cannot stand it's not healthy the soul now I got arthritis some of it (laughs) and it's part of my body but I don't have arthritis in my soul Obviously, you want to know to revive the soul. How do we develop healthy souls? Obviously, the Word, a relationship with the Lord. But the body part of health for our soul. According to Matthew 16, 25, that we have to give it up or give it all away. Whoever desires to save his life will lose it. In other words, to live it for himself. But whoever loses his life for my sake will Find it. My. That the soul is like a, a stream. It must have an input and it must have an outlet. If it just flows in, it becomes stagnant. If it just flows out, it dries up. Yeah. So a healthy soul requires the process of self denial. Now I know that that's not a modern day culture belief. Because everybody wants to find themselves. The, hmm. OK, let me just wrap it up shortly here, okay, and give you besides what I've already showed you, what the Bible says adds to and gives and produces healthy soul. And that is generosity. the generous soul shall be made says fat just healthy it'll have harmony it'll have unity it'll have right perspective yeah generosity give given it shall be give. given it's amazing the effect that riches can have on our soul You remember the rich wrong ruler? His riches blocked his union with Jesus. He had been true to all the commandments. Think about it. But you know what he lacked? Generosity. Generosity. That's what the the parable teaches us there. We've got to be generous with our mercy. If you give mercy, then you receive mercy. Never repay, you know, evil For good. But he also says, don't even repay evil for evil. See, a healthy soul is living on the right side of the cross. Yeah. See the difference between wealth and riches. It's the soul's attitude regarding possessions. Wealth is appreciating the material wealth as a gift from God, or anything as a gift from God. Let me expand that. Wealth is appreciating it as a gift from God. Riches is when that has you, or you know, you take the glory for it. Just think, let me tell you what, so we can kind of know, uh, at least identify here, what money or mammon always preaches an economy of scarcity that compels us to hang on to it. And the gospel preaches an economy of give and it shall be given. All you give away, ask my musicians to come. Or whatever you give away, that is what you're going to have left. Health to our souls. Paul wrote in 1 Timothy, chapter 6, and he says that generosity enables us to take hold of the life that is truly life. 1 Timothy 6, let them do good, that they may be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share, Storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. It's in the book. Yeah. Eternal life. Lay not up treasures for yourself on earth, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. Where moth and rust do not, can't get at it. The generous soul shall be made fat. There will be health that comes from loving when nobody deserves to be loved. Just what Jesus did. When you give mercy going to be easier to give judgment when you give your life away Take lives when you have a healthy soul. You don't cast stones when you have a healthy soul. You cast nets. You have a healthy soul someone takes your coat you say hey come on take the rest of it because there's a better robe coming there's a better coat coming Mary. The story of the widow's might. And yet Jesus himself said, This course, and let us give thought to the janitor. How's the health of your soul? How's it doing in the arenas that really count? As you go, <coughs> I'll pose pose the question that the Scripture poses: What will you give in exchange for your soul? What will you give to make your soul healthy? You can't buy it with money. Don't get me wrong, but the soul must be generous to be helpful.